I'm Mitchell Froome, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We are in the studio, tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs, which we will randomly select. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, hanging out here in the studio with the guys from Kispanic. Rudy. Hi, guys. And Thomas. Hello. How's it going, everyone? And throughout this show, we have mentioned a fellow who was on the show a while back. He was having some dental issues. He was on the phone he was high on painkillers and tequila. Woo. I don't even know if he remembers it, but that episode actually comes out tomorrow. Not tomorrow for those of you who are listening, but tomorrow for those of us who are in the studio. Uh, I know it's a little bit confusing, but if you can, you, you, I'll, I'll link to, I'll put all the appropriate links in the blog. Anyway, welcome back to Radio 8 Ball. The man from LAPD, Mike Gormley. Hi, how you doing? Howdy, officer. And the last time I, I was on, I had... Uh... Tooth problems, and today I have a cold. Uh, so I have this program's unhealthy for me. Yeah, well, but you're healthy for it, and oh, yeah. that's that's fine. That's fine. So, so uh, well, I, I had mentioned that the name of your company is LAPD. Right. Uh, you were well. You, it's LA Personal Development. LA Personal Development. Right. Right. And the 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 reference is because you were. Is that be, is that because Back in the day, you used to work with the, with the police, the band yeah. of blonde was, guys um, from England? So my partner was a fellow named Miles Copeland, who was the manager of the police. And um, it even goes farther back than that. They were called the police because Stuart Copeland, the drummer for the band, and Miles, the manager, their father, Miles Copeland Sr., was one of the, one of the founders of the CIA. Really? Yeah. Which yeah. one? Which, uh, what do you mean? Which one? How many Wh CIA? No, no. Which founder of the CIA? Well, I, you know, I, he, I, I don't know the the details. He worked with the Dulles Brothers and that. He wrote. No, he they they, they they grew up in Beirut. You know, if you ask Miles, he says he's from Alabama. He grew up in Beirut. <laughs> <laughs> As did his brothers. They all spoke Arabic and stuff like that. And then they lit. When then they went to London and Stewart formed the police and Miles, you know, whatever. But. Uh, um, uh, that's that's why they grew up in Beirut because uh, if you, you younger people won't know this, but there was a big uh, a big conflict in the fifties, uh, but regarding the Suez Canal, and um, you see pictures of people who, uh, who are giving speeches about the Suez Canal. You often see Miles Copeland Sr. in the background. Oh, that's his name. That was his name, Miles Copeland Sr. Yeah, 
And he's an author. He wrote several books, so he's out there if you want to read them. And he's not out there anymore, unfortunately, but um, his, uh, his books are. So anyway, so the band's called The Police. Miles uh, had a record company called IRS Records. Right. His brother, <laughs> his brother had a booking company called FBI. <laughs> and we formed LAPD. And they all stood for different things, you know. But uh, And when nobody ever bothered, the LAPD's never called me. I don't know if the IRS ever called Miles, but the FBI did call his brother. Really? And, um, yeah, and... And what did they say? Well, he, he, uh, his logo was almost the same as their logo, and they, they didn't like that, so he had to change the logo a little bit, but he didn't have to change the name. Hmm. So and that's why uh, that's where the, the name came from. And was this because you were a big, you're a big supporter of Law and & Order? And... No, it's because we were smart-ass. Right, right, exactly. That's why. I, that's what I. That's, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> and well, and it's funny because, you know, I think I was saying earlier in the show, I I hadn't really thought about it, but Sting, and Synchronicity, uh, like he really was a, uh, a big promoter of the concept that uh, Carl Jung named. Yeah. And. It's just, uh, it's funny, he's been, he's, for years, he's been one of those people who we've wanted to have on the show at some point. It seems like a natural thing, so, who knows? You probably got him on the, on your Rolodex. Yeah, I got money. I got the speed dial. Oh, yeah. We, well, we can have, you know. Not really, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, we we kind of lost touch. The last time Sting and I communicated was a couple of years ago when, uh, he ran into somebody who knew us both, and so he said hello to me via that fellow. Right. So, the, so we were in tight communication there. Who was that fellow? Uh, a guy named Richard Gibbs, who uh, owns the, the great uh, the woodshed, the great studio in Malibu, and was a member of Oingo Boingo. Got it. Got it. That's the studio that had the fire trouble. Well, it, during the uh, fire in the mid, prior to Christmas out in Malibu, Richard's house burnt down, but in the backyard where he had his studio, it did not burn. But it's it's. Um, That's where Coldplay recorded. Coldplay was recording there at the time, and um, they haven't been able to get back into the studio, so they'll be recording somewhere else. But yeah, the studio. Um, I mean, Streisand records there. Uh, U2, Coldplay. I mean, Coldplay almost lives there, um, and um, uh, Bono and other. They're fire stoppers. Coldplay. Yeah, well, it's so were, cold. The fire just couldn't. Fire stopped right at right, that studio. Right, just stopped it at the studio. Just, yeah, I thought that was very good. Yeah, all music is sacred. We already got. We already established right. that. You yeah, know, that's why the studio didn't burn down. Right, right. So His house wasn't sacred, evidently. But, no, uh, yeah. you know, everyone. Yeah, what terrible things go on in houses? <laughs> People are just like pigs. Yeah, eating and shitting and you know snoring you, and you know. Nothing good. Nothing good happens in houses. <laughs> anyway, no, that's not true. Uh, occasionally something good. You might write a song there before you go into the studio. Right. Right. But, uh, so, and let's talk about this band, Hispanic, that you that you brought to us. Who? Here. You, the ba- <laughs> <laughs> so how did you, how did you find, how did you find uh, Rudy and his mates? Well, it was, it was quite interesting. Uh, I, I have a friend named Pamela Olin, who's a great songwriter, and, uh, and, uh, has written for some fantastic artists over the years and is doing quite well with a... There's actually a, there's a, pl- a musical that she uh, wrote and it's been playing in Amsterdam for nine years. What's the musical? 
I can't. It's orange something. Orange I can't soldier. I think. Was it? Orange soldier. Orange soldier. Okay. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And uh, it's about to go to London, but I found out the other day that um, they're building a new theater for it in London. Really? So, so I guess it won't open for a couple of years. But as we speak, she's in Amsterdam rewriting and, and stuff for the London premiere. So she's writing in Amsterdam, and they're building the theater in London. So it's like pretty big-time stuff. So she was the one who introduced you to Kispanic? No, so she uh, contacted me one day and told me about Rudy, and we, Rudy and I went over to her house and had lunch and talked and went from there. Cool, cool. And so when, how long have you been working together? It's really only a few months. Isn't yeah, it? Like, beginning of the year, beginning of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And were you, uh, were you immediately attracted to, the, to, to being a part of the LAPD? Yeah, of course. I mean, as, as, long, as soon as we have the, the first meeting, I got really excited about it. And also, Pam is a very good friend, so it came from a reliable source, and then I liked Mike, so it went pretty smoothly. Cool, cool. And what's on the agenda, you know, for, you know, what's what's next up? Well, uh, I'm I'm having fun learning about Latin rock. Yeah. You know, I, I, I listened to it, I knew about it, but I didn't know the the world, if you will, and, and we're getting, we're diving into that. Um, and the band's going to tour, uh, tour Mexico in June, and uh, we're finding uh, uh, dates in Southern California, and... Um, there's just there's a lot going on. It's it's the wheels are turning. Are do you speak Spanish? I don't. You don't. Are you going to go on? Any, are you going to go check out any of the shows in Mexico? I don't think so. <laughs> Hop in the van. You're welcome. Yeah. Hop in the back of the van. Hop in the van. Yeah. Are you going to be? Is it is it a van tour? Is it a car tour? What's, what? How are you? How are you touring? It's probably going to be in a van. Yeah. yeah. Do you own a van? You you'll rent something. No, we will rent something. We we're with a booking agency there, so they will they will figure that out. With we will be with other artists. Okay, so it's a like so. How many bands on the tour? Uh, it depends on the show, but most of the time we will be three. Three bands. Mm-hmm. All in one van. I guess yes. in separate vans. Yeah. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Thomas is like, yeah, we're all in the same. It's van. All one hotel room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three, uh, it's, I hope it's it's three three pieces. Or maybe maybe there's a duo in there. Me, I don't know. I have That's no a idea. lot of people. Maybe yeah. it's like Oingo Boingo, like eight pieces. In yeah, one maybe of the then bands. we need a bus. Yeah, <laughs> you pull up and it's just like people just <laughs> the clown car factor of people yeah. just coming out and out and out. Uh, cool. Well, <clears throat> why don't we get into the musical divination here, Mike? I know that you you came here with a burning question. Yeah, I got to look it up. Are <laughs> right, you ready? Okay. Oh shit, I'm not. Okay. So uh, it may be kind of a cliche in this great political world, but um, I need to ask if the negative elements in our world today are going to lead to chaos or a form of peace. Okay. Are the negative things in our world today going to lead to chaos or to peace? So now to engage the pop oracle, you, Mike Gormley, get to pick a card. Uh Any card. Hold on a second. Let me play us a little music. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Any card. Pick a card. Pick a card. Pick a card. To where 
Kiss Panic is headed number one. Ah, song number one. To the toppermost, to the poppermost, Rudy. Song number one, Ora Historia on El Mar. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I've been dying uh, to ask us. He been how close has he been to pronunciation on these Spanish songs? Very well, very yeah. well. How yeah, was yeah. that? Can you say that? Otra historia en el mar. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah, we got it. All right. What's it mean? It's another story in the sea. Hmm. Okay. Esta vez no funcionó. Quizá que tuvo por siempre escrito. Quizá fue el vil azar de capricho. Quizá que nunca lo sabrás. Quizás sí, quizás no, quién sabe. Ahora que lo vuelvo a pensar, quizás fue porque nadie me dijo. Quizás fue el vilazar de capricho. Quizás fue todo para mejor. Quizás sí, quizás no, quién sabe. Otra historia en el mar Fin controlas el timón Quizás que una tormenta se acerca Quizás que el karma juegue una apuesta Quizás no pensar en quizás Quizás sí, quizás no, quién sabe Lo cierto historia en el mar And that was 
I get another chance to, to try and say this right. Otra historia en el mar. Perfect. And in English, that is another story in the sea. And now that was the answer to Mike's question, will all the negative things in the world today lead to chaos or peace? And now, Rudy, tell us a little bit, a little bit about the background of that song. Yeah, it might be a little bit disappointing because uh, it's basically that we don't know about the future. That's what the song is about. So um, it says that might be for a good reason, might be for a bad reason. You don't know. The only thing you know is that there's going to be another pier waiting for you in the sea. And you just need to arrive there and go from there. Um, so basically keep moving, keep moving forward. For you, was there a particular situation that you were thinking of when you wrote this? For yes, you? yes. Uh, uh, not a particular situation, uh, a couple of situations mm-hmm. that made me feel that I needed to understand that um, life is not what you want it to be, it's just what it is. And somehow things figure it out by itself and it keeps going and you need to readapt all the time and, and, and that's the game. That's that's what you need to do in order to, to be happy. Mm-hmm. So it was just a realization that I had to myself and I wrote a lyric about it. Now, do you? I, I won't push too hard, but do you mind tell, telling us what the specific, one of these specific situations was? Well, yeah, uh, I mean... Well, of course, like uh, illnesses from uh, family members, uh, breakups with girlfriends, um, uh, losing jobs, all of that stuff, you know, um, struggling with money sometimes, uh, um, struggling with rejection from uh, different uh, um, sources or media where you're showing your your art, your music or... I don't know, I can think in many examples, but it's basically dealing with frustration, right? And, right. and, and, and understanding that that's going to be part of it. Got it. Right. Cool. So, Mike, what did you think about that as the answer to the question? I, I thought it was pretty amazing, uh, if I can take a look at the lyrics, because yeah. I was reading, um, and you're right, it, it does kind of say go forward but it, it doesn't give an answer per se it's right um but there it's great it's really funny that this song came up as the answer because it says perhaps a storm is approaching perhaps karma is placing a bet perhaps it's better it's better not to think about perhaps yes perhaps not who knows but right. it's, it's to point out a storm is approaching or karma is placing a bet we we don't really know where this is all going so we just keep going right and that's the way it is at the moment everybody's just moving forward and because it's you know people talk about trump who i'm sick of hearing about mm-hmm. but um it's happening everybody talks about canada Ooh. yeah it's happening in canada oh yeah it's it's uh, there's a there's a trump guy who's running the province of ontario uh and it's happening in Hungary and it's happening all over. It's happening so, in Brazil. Brazil. It's, it's yeah. happening. Yeah, it's it's happening in a, a lot of places. The, yeah. the rise of global fat. The two things that were that we who like everyone's concerned about the election. I'm like, well, winning. Yeah, getting rid of the guy, the occupant of the White House is important. But we have this 
these these twin threats of rising global fascism and global climate change. And those are massive existential threats that we have to figure out how to address beyond just our electoral politics. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you ever, uh, you know, the story of 666 and and the biblical story? And and it's a a short version of it is that uh, at... It's a musical, right? So, yeah. But uh, it's um, it's not a musical, actually. It's a musical based on the, a biblical story about um, how the, a great beast is going to rule mankind mm-hmm. and you're going to have 666 stamped on your forehead or you will not live. And uh, And this goes on for I've forgotten how long. And then the beast is overcome and there's a thousand years of peace. And then the beast comes back and then he's defeated and there's peace from then on. So are one, we, where one, are we, one wonders where we are. Yeah, now. where are we in this cycle? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, not, I'm not one for the Bible, but that story, um, just with what's going on, that story comes to mind. Well... Yeah, and I, I guess, I mean, another story in the sea, I'm thinking about, I mean, one of the things that we are, that's coming from this global climate change is the rising of the oceans. And so it's sort of, I feel like the song or the pop oracle to the song is drawing our attention to that, you know, to that mm-hmm. particular aspect of it. Yes, right. And you wonder if... I think where the song, where the question comes from, is the idea of when we see our cities being swallowed up by the oceans, coastal cities like in Florida or, you know, Oklahoma, Santa Monica, <laughs> uh, that you know, will our response be to band together to solve these problems or to you know be pushing people off into the water to make? more space for ourselves. It will be too late for that. Right. Well, <clears throat> it's this is something I think it's, it's come up on the show a couple of times is the idea that whether or not you are on a sinking ship, you have the opportunity at any moment to be a part of making things better or making things worse. Right. So like you like where the where we first started which kind the good kind or the bad kind right right do you the good kind of response to no the awareness that we're all in dire in dire situations is to reach to like how do you comfort people how do you keep how do you make those moments moments of life something that is that a moments of connection and sacredness or are you, you know, or are those mo- are those moments? Since we're all, you know, since you're, we're all on the same boat, are you going to be one of the people making things worse for everyone who is all? We're all in the same situation, right? I guess, I guess, what I tried to say was that uh, we need to do something now, absolutely, and before waiting that Florida, right? I mean, we're already there. I mean, that's right. the thing is, like, we may be in the place of it being too late, and I guess. Well, do you feel like I guess this maybe this is just a question for all of us to ask. I know that like as we say, like the this rise of global fascism is looks like it's the neg- like the response to all of these negative things is is the chaos that part of the equation. But then we also have 
the rise of like all these powerful women who are who are in our Congress now, who are really taking these issues on. And you have, you know, you have situations like you have Jeremy Corbyn in England. You have you have people. There are, at the same time as a as minority movements are taking control of sources of power, you also have these massive people's movements that are pushing back against that. And it's this. You know, I think there are people who are very much have that urgency of like it is. It, there is no time to wait on this. This is a now issue. Actually, right. it's a 10 years ago issue and a 20 years ago issue, but we can't do anything about that. We have to deal with this this now. So, yeah, I guess I, guess I don't... I mean, I think probably where we, where you were initially, your interpretation was, is like, we don't know. We just have to keep going and we'll see. But bringing it back to you, Rudy, if you had to say that the song came down on one side or the other, when you sing it, was... It, is your feeling a feeling of of hope and of possibility, or is it a fe- uh, feeling of cynicism and it's anger? it's it's a feeling of detachment of both. It's mm-hmm. it's it's whatever happens, it's it's out of my control. I can do the best I can, and whatever happens, happens, and will be another story in my life or in the sea that's a metaphor and and you grow with that and what doesn't kill you make you make you stronger right so you that's how you you build yourself and you keep going but i never thought i thought the song more as a reflection rather than an answer if that makes sense so uh i i was not cynical neither hoping anything just like let it be let it be how it is and and you'll figure it out. And then the next step is coming and you need to focus on that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers the question. No, no. I mean, that's, I, mean, I think I, I, that's something I say on the show a lot is we don't necessarily... The motto of the show is questions answered, answers questioned. So the idea isn't necessarily, necessarily to fall upon a specific answer, but like you say, a reflection of where we are when we're asking the question. Now, is that a phrase that you made up or is that a, 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 a phrase that is a, you know, just out there in, in, in like a language? saying? Yeah. Another no, no, story no. in the sea. No, no, no. It's uh, I made it up. Yeah. And for you, that means another story in the sea is just. Th- that means like a metaphor that you are uh, navigating through life mm-hmm. and you're stopping in each pier having a different adventure. And then you keep navigating when that pier is over. You you just need to keep moving, and that's why I picked the sea as as uh, an analogy. Cool, yeah, beautiful song, Thank like you. they all are. So uh, great, great lyrics. Yeah. Thank you. Anything else, Mike, from from this that you? I don't know. Can you lend me ten dollars? <laughs> uh, for, is that not the time? Well, is, is, is that going to, is that, is that, are you going to create chaos with it or peace? Uh, dinner. <laughs> so chaos. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, then you can. If you're going to make it for, if you're going to, said you're going to give it to, you know. Florida. Yeah. What would you, yeah, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Because like, what can, what good can you, I guess you can create some good with money, but it's again, that sense of. 
chaos, uh, that balance of chaos and peace? It's a great question, and it's a great thing to put our minds towards. And um, and thanks a lot but for asking. Before I, I yeah. want to thank you for uh, having Kiss Panic on. Oh, of course. And and uh, other guests and yeah. Look forward to uh, messing around some more. Yeah, thanks for for helping bring some great people to this show. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.